Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hobo Thinga podcast. My name is Crystal Sedino, and I am the Training and Development Specialist for the Native Learning Center. Thank you guys for joining us with me. Our guest today on the podcast is Lewis Porter Jr. He is the Native Learning Center's Marketing Coordinator. Hey, Lewis, how's it going? Welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for being here. We appreciate that. So, Lewis, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you came from, and um, yeah, give it a go. Uh, hi, my name is Lewis Porter. I have been a graphic designer and a web designer since 1993. Uh, originally, I started Jesus. as a guy who wanted to figure out how to do layout while working as an assistant editor at a publishing company. And I was like, I can't do, I, I want to put my pictures where I want to put them. So a very good friend of mine said, hey, you should learn graphic design. And I'm like, I don't know anything about graphic design. I'm at, I already went to school for political science. So another very good friend of mine just happened to be a graphic designer. He says, look, I'll teach you on the weekends. We'll figure it out. And we did that for about a year and a half. I figured out from the stuff he told me and what to do. And then from there, I just started working in the field. Uh, roughly in 1998, I started doing web development. I did what they call front-end development, making the sites look pretty, getting them active. And I've been doing that pretty much ever since. Uh, I could say my first big job of doing web design was in 2000 when I moved to South Florida. Then I went to work for Macy's where I did the redevelopment for their first website. I got that up and running. I won a couple of awards for that, but that's no big deal. And <laughs> from there, I've just been involved with web design. I like it a lot. It's a lot of fun. And how did you end up at the Native Learning Center? That was kind of a weird quink-a-dink. I was in the middle of doing some freelance work. They had an open position, and I was like, oh, look, they've got an open position, and they're gonna do graphic design, and they're gonna do web. Oh, perfect, I can handle that. So I went for the interview. A day later, I was hired. I was here uh, the first time for about two, a little over two and a half years. Uh, left, went to go work for a credit union, uh, doing the same thing, web development. There was an opening back with the Native Learning Center. I said, hey, I liked it the first time. Why don't I go back and apply? So I applied. Came back and now I've been here another two and a half years. Awesome. And tell us a little bit about what you do here. Uh, my main focus, I am the marketing coordinator. I handle all of the digital content, specifically online and for any marketing that we do offline. So anytime you see a flyer or any of our posters or social media posts, I've been involved with it one way or another. Uh, if you've ever seen one of our books that have gone out to that people read at our events, I've done the layout on those. So anything, like I say, anything with a picture you make pretty, that's what I'm usually involved with. Very cool. All right. Well, today's podcast topic is obviously, considering Lewis is in marketing, going to be about marketing. And the topic we got going on is Indian Housing Goes Digital, which is kind of a playoff of a webinar that we did Over how many years year, ago? About a year ago. About a year ago. And um, yeah, we're going to kind of just give you guys the inside stuff, the good stuff, the pure good stuff. All right. Well, you hear it, folks. So he's going to give us the good stuff. All right, Lewis, uh, give it to us. Let us know what you got. Okay, so having been involved in web design and web development for, whew, even when I say this, it sounds old, almost 30 years, it gives you a really good perspective on what you might need if you're going to start out doing digital, specifically for native tribes. My mindset has always been and always will be, how can I effectively do a lot of creative things with very little money to get the best impact possible? So my focus has always been kind of, let's start with social media as a piece, 
and your website being the other piece. So they're both kind of now standards for anybody who's looking to do anything digital online. So let's talk about a good start for anybody who wants to begin on doing of any kind of digital ideas and concepts. The first most important thing you can do is actually go and look at people who are doing it already. I mean, you don't have to, we're not trying to redo the wheel here. Let's, let's, let's not kid anybody. Your idea should be, okay, if you'd like somebody out there, let's, let's go with something easy. Let's say sports, because most people like sports. If you're going to do something about sports, where's the first place you're going to look? Where's the first place you're going to look, Crystal? Where do you think the first place you're going to look? Probably like ESPN or Bingo! something like that. Bingo! <laughs> Crystal got it on the first one, yes. Because why? ESPN's the biggest. It's the most well-known. It's the most respected. So we want to approach that kind of setup. So you look at what they've done. And you know, be bluntly honest, steal some of their ideas. Look, you don't know this is the first time you've done this. You're not sure how things should go. Copy people who've done it better. They've actually saved you a lot of wear and tear to figuring out how to do it correctly. They've got the setup right. They've got the delivery right. Now, when I'm telling you, you don't have to try to be as big as them. That's not your point what you're doing right now. Right now, you're just trying to understand on a basic level how they do it and what you can copy for yourself that you know will work well for you. And when you say copy, because obviously we want to be uh, mindful of copyright. Right. When I say <laughs> the word, when I sorry, when I say the word copy, I mean be inspired by. Okay. You don't have to. When I say that's what you should do. You should look at it and be like, hmm, I could do something similar like this. But put your own spin on it. And don't think that just because it's because something that you may not think that you may connect to, that might be something that you can do something great with. I always say it's a good thing to look at other places like someone who's not in the same field as you. So if you're building a website about government, look at a website about fashion. How they present it might be very different to what you expect, but it might be something that you need to bring in and give your site a different look. But everyone's going to expect certain things and you to stand out, you need to be that different thing and that helps out very much so that's that's one good step second actually email the company that you want to that you want to find out about find out how they respond to you a lot of people they call it um, eating your own dog food is a phrase i've heard a lot so you should test it out so maybe peel that can back a little <laughs> you gotta smell that Ooh, that's you know your dog's gonna eat that so you gotta see what's going on check but, it out before you give it to them but the, the real point is that you've really got to see like how they handle situations because everybody knows you've been to a store that's treated you amazingly well i mean they've done everything you're supposed to do they came in they, they greeted you when you first came in the experience was magical you had a great time what's the first thing you do you go tell all your friends about how great it was that should be the same way online when you interact with a company it should be an amazing experience if it's not an amazing experience find out what they did wrong find out what you could have done better find out that you could, with things that you can borrow, that you can use, or even go above and beyond. Like one of my favorite stores, uh, Nordstrom's does something that I always say it's crazy, but it's kind of a brilliant idea. Nordstrom says they'll take back anything. And there's a story that's about that somebody brought back tires to Nordstrom's to basically return. Nordstrom doesn't sell tires, but they said, okay, no matter, we'll take back the tires. So they took back some tires they didn't even sell for somebody. Now this story has been going around for like 20, 30 years. Now I don't know if it's totally true, but that's the kind of setup you want to be. You want people to understand what's going on. So yeah, customer service is really another part to it that people need to really examine. And this also plays into your digital strategy. Mm -hmm. Your organization as a whole. When you present yourself online, you've got to think of how your organization looks digitally. Down to logos, down to color choices, down to even the basic kind of website you have. So here's some ideas, some objectives what I'm going to be talking about today that I think will be helpful, but to give you an, a nice broad overview, but at the same time, I'm gonna pick a couple impressive little cherries to give you some information to help you out in the long run. 
So first and foremost, um, creating a website for your organization. It doesn't matter if it's government, nonprofit, profit. In the 21st century, you have to have a website. It's not even a question anymore. It's not even something you can kind of say, oh, I'll get to, no. When people are looking for you, the first thing you do is they get up, they get out their phone. As we all know, most people have phones that are all internet connected. They get on Google and they search for you. And if your name does not pop up in the first five, people aren't gonna see you. It's that simple. You have to be there, you have to be out um, working that information and getting yourself out there. Also, what are your social media goals? What are you trying to say on social media? Each social media platform has a different vibe to it and a different feel, has a different focus. One of the things that happened for a very long time is that people were putting up one piece of social media and spreading it everywhere exactly the same. That's not always the best thing. It works on some sites work together like that, but some don't. So you've got to think about what you're trying to say to people out in social media and what works best for you. And most importantly, which social media platform works best for you? There's some that are gonna work horrible for you. If you like to present pictures and do things like that, there's websites, there are, there are social media sites that specialize in that. If you wanna do long form, very detailed information, there's other sites that work better for that too. So it all depends on what you think is best for you. And lastly, I'd say how you promote yourself and your organization, I keep saying organization, but I also mean business or non nonprofit. Organization would be pretty correct, especially since we're talking about, you know, housing and, you know, TDHEs and other entities. organizations, entities <laughs> that are, you know, funded through HUD and so on and so forth. So, yeah. So, and we're going to talk about, you know, how to promote your organization in a way that generates relevance to the people who are using your services. That's also important, too. So let's start with number one, um, how to build a website. And this is gonna be a very somewhat quick overview. I'm gonna give you just some basic information. We'll be probably giving you some more in-depth information later on or on another podcast. So first off, you wanna get a website. And I know that you wanna get a website and you wanna be like, okay, how much money does it cost to get a website? How much of that stuff? Well, before we get all that, let's talk about some basic stuff that you need to think about right from the back. Number one. If you're going to get a website, the first most important thing that you can do is think about what kind of .com name you're gonna have. Most people wanna have a .com name over anything else. Dot, there's, look, there's .net, there's .org, there's tons of different extensions, but .com is still the premier name that most people use. The downside to, at this current stage of the internet's evolution, most of the really easy .com names have been taken. Suppose you wanted play.com, somebody has that. Suppose you wanted fun.com, someone already has that. You want housing.com, someone already has that. And those names are also for sale too, don't get me wrong. I would not buy any of those names. If someone offers to sell you a .com name, don't buy it. Be creative, think about the name of your company and find a way, or organization, and find a way that you can tie it in uniquely to your online version. A very simple and classic trick that you can do, put the word online at the end. You know, if you say you say you had a company called Fashionista Friends online, but Fashionista Friends is going to be taken. That's that's someone's going to use that. You put online, we got a better chance that it may not be taken. Or you do something like the. There's one I have the website that I know for my own self, or one I was doing called Barbara Dashery. The name had been taken. Someone had it for years. They were not getting rid of it. So I said, okay, what can I do? Oh, thebarbadashery.com. Do you still get it? People get a little more focused. It's a great way to go. And it's simple. And it's say like, once again, it saves you money because a lot of people tell you, oh, buying a .com name is so expensive. 
There are lots of ways that you can buy a .com name. I'm gonna tell you the easiest way that I think is the easiest way, and I'll tell you why in a second. Go find a company like GoDaddy. Specifically, I'd use GoDaddy. I've used them several times, I think they're very good. Uh, Network Solutions is another one, very large company. You can buy them at any of these places, but I would go with a very large place like that for this one reason and this one reason only. Most time, these companies that sell the .com names have an attachment for hosting, and that's gonna be the second half of this that you're gonna need to understand. The first part's getting the .com name, the second part's the hosting. And if you can get both at the same place, it'll save you a lot of time in the wear and tear. So you go buy yourself a .com. Most .coms won't cost you more than $20 a year. And you basically get it for a year, it's your name, it's like your, like it's your, it's like your address. It's the address that you hold that everybody sends their mail to, it comes to you, you have it. Now you are 50% of the way there. I know you're like, well, that wasn't very complicated. No, you just go, you fill out the information. They're gonna ask you for your personal information or whatever corporate information you have, you fill it out. It goes to a service called ICANN. ICANN uh, tracks all the website who owns what .com names all over the internet. That's why they need information. And once you have that, the next piece you're gonna need is a hosting platform. Before we move on to hosting platform, is there a way for our listeners to find whether or not certain website names are already taken? Yes, uh, at, any, at any of the websites I suggested, and just by any service that sells websites, you get, you get to check out and see if the name is available. So you type in the name, let's say it's Go, Go Dog Run. You type that in and it'll have like the bottom part, the .com part will be blocked out. So they'll say, let's just see what name's available. 90% of times, if it's if it's not available by .com, it'll tell you already taken, da da da. And you can also find out who owns it. Mm -hmm. Some people wanna buy the .com name back. I don't suggest doing that. It can be expensive. Yeah. And so. where specifically do they go to figure all this out? Um, GoDaddy is a GoDaddy's a prime example. They still mm -hmm. say, "Hey, you're looking for a .com name." You're like, "Yep." Just search it. Very simple. Just type in your name. It goes to it. Checks it out. Very painless. Very easy. Okay. Cool. Thank you. So now the second part, the hosting. Now the hosting part really means is like your physical. Think of it like your physical house. This is where you're gonna put all your stuff. This is where everything's gonna be. So you have your address, now you got your house being the hosting. There's tons of companies that do hosting. Like I just said, I we I personally use GoDaddy, uh, the Native Learning Center. Um, we use uh, Network Solutions. Network Solutions is a great one. It's a governmental sized one. They're very well respected. I would say go with a very large company for several reasons. Uh, let me give you the downside reasons of why you should, well not downsides, more of the warnings of why you should. If you go with a smaller company and there's a problem with your service, suppose your website goes down. Smaller companies don't seem to have the same access and ability to get you up as quickly as possible. Smaller companies also go out of business too. The larger companies are established. They've been around a long time. GoDaddy has been around. I remember I've been using GoDaddy at least, it feels like 10 years. And, and Network Solutions I know has been around at least before that. They were one of the first big ISP, internet service providers they're on the market. So both of them are very good. And relatively, they're not very expensive. A typical website shouldn't run, it should not run you more than 20, $25 a month. If you go anything above 20, $25 a month, I'd say you're getting ripped off. I don't know what's going on, but you, you can find it cheaper. There's, websites are cheap, websites are cheap because everyone has one, they're so cheap. So don't think you need to spend a lot of money for that. Don't think you need to spend a lot of money for the .com name either. If it's also someone tries to tell you, oh, this .com name is 50 bucks, forget it, don't do that. Find, you can find cheaper ones. Like I said, I just paid oh, I just paid for eight of my .com names last week that I had to get renewed. And it cost me all together, all of them together with all the stuff I have on there. Was it eight? 
yeah, about eight or nine of them. It was about $140 altogether. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. And, that's, and you said you had eight? Uh, yeah, about, eight, about eight of them. Yeah, about eight of them. And some wow. were two years, some were one year. Some had security on them. So, yeah, like I said, 20 bucks a year is kind of what you expect. Don't that's, that's not a big deal. You can handle that price easily. And do you pay it in, like, one lump sum or do yeah. you? Well, they want one lump sum because, you know, they want to get paid, too. Yeah. That's how they make their money. So they'll. what happens to you? Buy it the day you buy it. That'll be your date. That'll be your birth date. And every year, same time, they'll give you, most companies, well, the big ones, will send you notices way before saying, hey, you know, your date's coming up. You can you can re-up on this price or you can re-up, wait till then and pay this price. It's it's very automated. Once, you're, once you bought it, they keep emailing you forever with it. So you don't have to really worry about that. Same thing with um, your hosting. Once you start hosting every month, you'll get a bill. It comes just like clockwork. And you don't pay your bill, you won't get hosted. It's, it's very simple. And like I said, it's very cheap. You can get it very cheap nowadays. It's, it's And then you can get a very large site very cheap these days. I mean, even, if, like I said, if someone, if you go to GoDaddy and they say, oh, it's a $10 one, get the $10 one. The difference between the $10 one and $20 one at your stage, you get the $10 one. You're, you're at a basic stage. You don't need to spend that much. $10 is more than enough. If they have a $20 one, you can get it. It's not going to kill you. It's just going to give you more space and a faster delivery of your system that doesn't mean it's going to affect your people coming to it it just means when you have thousands and thousands of people coming that's when that flows in but at this point don't worry about it stick to the nice inexpensive cheap one you'll save yourself your money you'll be happy hmm. now you've got your com you've got your hosting site now we're going to decide the really important piece and this is a piece that i kind of waited i said later in it because this is the important this is kind of something you got to think about what kind of site do you want to build there are three different types of sites that I say for people. There's easy, there's medium, and then there's hard. Let me discuss the hard one first. And this is probably the one that most people think about. When you think about web design and web development, what you're really thinking about is somebody like me in a well, t-shirt, typing in a computer in a dark room, putting up code and doing magical stuff. People are like. I think of hoodie. Yes. <laughs> black yeah, hoodie. Black hoodie. I'll have some Doritos near me, some mm -hmm. snack food. Yeah, that's what people are think. fingers orange. Your keyboard's probably orange. Right. <laughs> That's very much what people think. That is the high end. We're not going to do that. That's not what you're going to need. That's 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 what Macy's needs. That's what IBM needs. That's what Amazon needs. We're not going to need that. We're going to need the next step down, which is the medium. The medium is a content management system like GoDaddy. GoDaddy uses probably the world's most popular one, WordPress. And WordPress is a great system for those who know the internet you want to develop more custom sites, get a very custom look. Now, for beginners, would I suggest using uh, WordPress? No. WordPress can be a little wieldy. It can be a little confusing and can be incredibly intimidating. Even when I first got on it, I, I've only been working on WordPress for about, about six years, five, six years now. And when I first got on it, even with my experience, I was like, wow, this is pretty severe. But I knew some people who are WordPress gurus and they talked me through. Oh, by the way. WordPress is probably the most used content management system in existence. There are millions and millions of websites built on WordPress. It's that popular. What makes it also great is that WordPress is free. So they're always updating it. It's always getting updates. There's tons of people working on it. There's tons of ways that if there's problems, you can talk to people. It is it is a great thing for new people. Well, sorry, for mid-level to experienced people. It's a great way to go. I think you'll learn more and that's just, a, that's just my personal feeling. The, uh, the other one, the easiest one, is I'm sure you've heard this. I'll use the company Wix. They're a prime example. Wix does websites. They basically do all the content management stuff themselves. They develop everything. They have templates built. All you literally need to do is show up, put in the text you want, 
and put in the images you want and then pick the template you want for the stuff to go to. That's like the best way for any beginner. It's a great way to go. It's a simple way. Everyone will be appreciative of it. And it saves you a lot of time and money. It's just It just is a good deal for that. So I think that is something that people will find incredibly useful. So if you don't know what you're doing and you're, you're a little afraid, because I mean, most people are like, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to break something. Go with an easy one. It'll be a better for you in the Laurel Grub. It'll be great. And then from there, let's talk about the other half of this, of if you're going to go digital, social media. I will describe social media as probably the largest change to marketing in the last 15 years since I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, since television was invented. People and social media have changed how people buy things, how people interact online, and how people look at things. And there's so many, there's so many companies doing social media, it's also become like a cute little euphemism. So currently, I would say the big, the big players now, we all know, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok, which is a very new one. That's, that's still very, very new. Uh, TikTok, I think TikTok is maybe two years old. And it's a lot of young people are on it. It's a very video focused. If you remember Vine back in the day, TikTok has that same kind of feeling as Vine. So, and a lot of the big social media gurus, uh, one of my favorite ones, Gary Vaynerchuk, AKA Barry, Gary V, well-known. If you, that's something else. If you wanna check about social media and really understand how to do it in a really amazing way, check out Gary V. It's like Gary V-E-E. -E. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk has been doing it for, for, well, 20, 30 years now. Almost 30 years. He's a really innovative social media guy. He was doing it before anybody else was. He's very much on the cutting edge. And a lot of great stuff you can learn from him for free. He's very much about giving a lot of things away for free. I'm a big fan, so I always push him when necessary. So check that out. I think that's good. So let's talk about Facebook. Facebook, as a concept, originally was a little, supposed to be a rating system for colleges, developed out of that, becomes the social media giant that it is. Uh, Facebook is definitely something that everyone understands because so many people have been using it, have been using it for years. I'm pretty sure your mother's on it, your grandparents are on it. It is now shifted to be the older person's social media platform. When it first started, it was very, very young people. Then like the joke we always say in marketing, then marketers got involved. And the second that marketers get involved, we ruin everything. So then we brought the ages up, we got more people involved, and now it's become a much older demographic. It is a great service to reach out to people. Many companies use it. It is like probably the, it's like the training wheels. It's the first big one that everyone starts with. It has a lot of good things going for it. It has a lot of strengths and it's a great place to start. And you know, you, I'm willing to bet 99% of people on the internet know how to use it. That's another great piece of it too. From there, uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn has had a, re a recurrence of late of becoming what Facebook was when Facebook first started. LinkedIn is a business to well, business to business social media post uh, posting location, and what a lot of people do on on LinkedIn is they put their resume up and they talk to old coworkers. You can find jobs. Um, LinkedIn has also made a change in the last three years. They purchased uh, Lynda.com. Lynda.com was an educational source that gave people tons and tons and tons of educational things you could learn, like. For example, I learned how to use WordPress because of lynda.com. I learned how to use some of the stuff of our editing that we do here at the Native Learning Center because of lynda.com. They also have a lot of professional classes. So they have lots of stuff that you can just learn and LinkedIn bought them and brought them into, into the fray. So they've been doing certifications through that that you can put on your resume and helping you to connect. 
It's very, very impressive. I'm, I'm a huge fan of LinkedIn. I've been, on, like I said, I've been on it since the get go. And if you're into business and you want to seriously learn about business, you can find out stuff about other business people there. Oh, by the way, before I forget, everything I'm talking about today, the Native Learning Center is also on it. So you can also see us there. You can find us. If you go to our, our main website at nativelearningcenter.com, on the bottom of the website, on the left-hand side, there'll be little buttons for each little icon. So anything I'm talking about, you can go see our you can go see our Facebook page, you can go see our LinkedIn page, you can go see our um, YouTube page and all that. So just so you were saying, well, what does it really look like? There's a great example. Uh, next up, YouTube. I mean, YouTube is, is the giant in the room for video. And it's amazing, it does everything you want it to do, and best of all, it's free. I mean, if, if you're not using YouTube now, yeah, as long as you have a phone and an internet connection, you can make your own little movies that you can upload to YouTube. And like I said, they're free. And the great thing about YouTube is that you can actually generate income from advertisers from that. There are a lot of guys who do that. YouTube has been around incredibly long. And a lot of people don't realize initially it wasn't owned by Google. Google purchased them from the guys who created it. And it has been part of their platform forever. So if you're gonna do video and you're think, even thinking about doing video, get a YouTube page doesn't cost you anything. You can change it anytime you want. Get subscribers. The more subscribers you get, the more fans you get, the more fans you get, the longer you can influence things. So that's the important part. And is there like any form of data collection on that? Because I know sometimes certain organizations need to know. Who's going? They, they'll give you their, on the YouTube's back end, they'll give you more, I'd say, more generic information. Mm -hmm. It isn't specific, like, like you can't, like for example, if you put a video up, you can track how many people went to the video, how long they watched the video for. A lot of people don't realize that. They tell you when the people left. They'll tell you what time of day they watched it. They give you tons of that kind of information. But actual people's names and stuff like that, that usually doesn't happen unless someone writes a review about on your on your YouTube page and you can get their information and see it. So it's, it's kind of very, it's a very open system. So you can get a lot of good information. So if you are a numbers person, you can get very, very deep into the numbers of this. Um, many of my coworkers will tell you that when we have our meetings, I start bringing out these papers saying, look at all this great information I got. And they all start falling asleep. It's not personal, but I know it's, it's important to know, but you know, it's, it's only important to people like me. So I get it. No offense to Lewis, but the analytics aren't the most in interesting part of that meeting. <laughs> analytics are amazing. You just don't know. Yeah. We're missing out, apparently. <laughs> so from there, um, Pinterest. I have a personal love affair with Pinterest. I, I love art. I love pictures. I love photos. And Pinterest, really, that's all they do. They put pretty pictures on a website that you can look at. And when Pinterest first came out, it was just about putting pretty pictures up. And I love looking at pictures of things, of all kinds of things usually a lot of character design stuff for fantasy books or even comic books. I'm, I'm, I'm very geeky. If you did not know, you could tell by my specialty. So Suave I like this voice. Oh yes. <laughs> so I very much love Pinterest and Pinterest has now become from just being collecting things to collecting items and also selling them. A lot of people who are involved in fashion, costume designing, artwork, very much art, tattooing, have used Pinterest as to show off their artwork, also get inspiration for more stuff. I I can't say enough great things about Pinterest. It's great to have a Pinterest site, even if you're not gonna use it that much, just to get inspiration visually. And from a purely graphic design position, there's tons of stuff they do online that you can see. Tons of people put designs up, you go, oh, what's that? I wanna think, suppose I, was put, suppose I was putting together a book and I didn't have a design I wanted to do. 
go on Pinterest. There are tons of people who've done designs. They're like, oh, that's a good design. Let me get inspired by that. Or here's something else I like. And then you can keep it for yourself and you can put your own little uh, folder, your little folder, and then you can save it so for later. And other people can see what you've done. Yeah. I really like the fact that the search bar, I don't know what the algorithm is for it. However, the search bar is like incredible. You can type in one word and it gives you a million options to go with that one word. So for example, I'm someone who's incredibly into fashion. So I could type in outfit and then in gray will appear a bunch of you know, ideas. So like outfit for winter, outfit for summer, outfit for spring, uh, outfit with multiple colors. It's, I don't, again, I don't know what the algorithm is, but that's yeah. one thing that has always impressed me with Pinterest. Yeah. Pinterest has fi figured out that was like, they're probably one of the first people who figured out that connecting words together with people use. And I think I know for myself when I'll, I'll look for my favorite thing, combo covers, I'll find a combo cover of a certain character. I like, they always have references to the character on the page, the artist who did the art, where it was actually done and and it really they really get to the crunchy part so it's a lot of great just inspirational things if anything like i said just get get on pinterest just go through it you can as they say you can go down a rabbit hole and spend hours there without even realizing it because no there's kidding. so much stuff it's just so much stuff next up twitter is is a powerhouse of its own with one of the always say one of the most interesting limitations ever twitter you can only put 140 characters some people can do 280 but usually 140 characters is all you can do and put up four pictures at the same time to provide information. People love Twitter. I, I'm one of those people, I, I understand what Twitter is, I understand what it is as a, as a concept, as a social media platform, but I can't read the thread because it's, I always describe it as like a fire hose. Someone's hitting me in the face with a fire hose. I can't get everything, because so much stuff comes so quickly, and it's like da, 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 and I don't wanna scroll through that much information. It's, it, don't get me wrong, it's incredibly useful. We use it here very much here, and I know people that like swear by it, but I'm I'm always amazed when I see people who are huge fans of Twitter. It's mm -hmm. like they like their they like their news and information lightning fast. And I'm like, let me sit down with a cup of tea, with a, with a newspaper and a pipe. I'm gonna sit and relax and get the information slowly, take it nice and slow. But it just comes at you lightning fast. I'm I I said I'm not a Twitter guy. Yeah, I know that some companies or organizations use Twitter as a form of their customer service yes so they'll say reach us at you know they'll put their handle for twitter and you'll tweet to them and they will within seconds like immediately respond to you and that's always fascinated me because i'm like oh i never thought about yeah, using you know uh, one of those one of the platforms one of the social media platforms specifically for your customer service so that's always yeah twitter has done very well with that for certain companies i know i'll, I'll tell you a personal story of mine mm -hmm. there was a company that had done something to me that i thought was quite unfair so i pulled an old trick that i knew i'm gonna tell everybody this old trick it's something that you can use it's actually Crafty and kind of ingenious. Someone told me, so I think it's only fair. So what you can do is suppose you're dealing with a company. I'll just use a, I'll use a, I'll use Macy's, but it wasn't Macy's. I'll just use Macy's as the company. So what you do is that you go to, you type in Macy's and Google. They'll give you all the information about the company, but they also give you the name of the president of the company. Now most corporate companies run on a very simple system. It's usually the first name, last name of the person at the company name. So if you're going to be creative and say you're having a problem. Suppose you're not being treated fairly, or you feel like you've really not been treated fairly. So what you do is, you can do this, works very well. You find out who, who, who's like the main people, the main board members like that, and you find they're on Twitter, because they're always on Twitter, because they always check it. 
So you write a little note, nothing nasty, but something like, hey, I was using your company's product, Mr. XYZ or Mrs. A, and you put their name in Twitter and put it online. I guarantee you, in less than five minutes, you'll get a response directly from them, and then they'll be like, contact me directly, here's, you know, DM me directly for that. And they'll resolve it, because they know that people are watching how it gets resolved. The other side to that, if they don't get, if you don't get an answer quick enough, now I wouldn't always suggest this, but this one works also well, you go on their, their Twitter feed and see where their friends are, and then refer back to their friends saying, hey, I bought this company from your friend's company, he hasn't written me back. That happens sometimes too, and that will get them moving quicker. It's amazing that social media has made everybody so easily connectable. Accessible. <laughs> and terrifyingly accessible. Yeah. So nowadays, I always tell people, make sure if you're gonna do social media, put your best foot forward, mm -hmm. do your best work. Because once again, if you do something great, people are gonna talk about it. If you do something horrible, people are gonna talk about it. And as Lewis mentioned, let's let's keep things friendly and not nasty when we repost these things and whatnot. You know, with courtesy to the CEOs and whatnot right. of these organizations because they're not the ones that directly <laughs> affected you. <laughs> they're no. just, you know, they work for the company organization and right. you're just trying to get someone's attention. So and keep it, things friendly, people. Yes. Keep and, things and, friendly. And, and it always it always is helpful. If you're friendly, they're generally friendly. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, that's just in real life. If someone's mean to you, you're not going to be friendly to them. But just treat them like you treat your grandmother. Be nice and friendly. Friendly has never hurt anybody. So last up, well, not sorry, second to last up, Instagram, a.k.a. the gram. I've become a new fan of the gram. It is something at first I was like, I don't even understand it. What these young kids are doing. That's how old I feel when I was doing it. One of my coworkers by the name of Crystal was kind of to say, look, you got to get on. This is a great thing. I'm like, okay. So I really sat down and I really got into Instagram as a concept and, and understanding what it is. It is very much, it is inspirational is the best way to describe it. I, I think that when you hear the term living your best life, that's very much an Instagram feeling. And that's the way it feels to me. Don't forget the hashtag. <laughs> Sorry, hashtag living your best life. <laughs> and Instagram is a big fan of hashtag, which is basically a way to, to basically get people to notice what you're talking about. Um, I've used hashtags for, you can hashtags for anything. Like one of our hashtags we hear all the time is tribes helping tribes. So it's one of the, it's one of the big ones that happens constantly for us. And, and it's helpful. But if you're searching for something, if you're searching for Native Americans, you can do hashtag native, hashtag Native American, hashtag one of my favorite ones. The letter is N, the letter D and N, Indian. I think that's, that's a great little quick little hashtag. Some people use all kinds of ones. So whatever hashtag you use, it helps you find out like what this message is really going to. And I think that hashtag culture is what people are referring it to has really been the thing that's changed. I think Instagram does it better than I'd say mostly anywhere else. The, the, oh, the one downside with Instagram that I do not like is that you can't put a link actually in the post that you put things out for. That's their one, I'd say their one flaw i don't even know how i call it a flaw but it's it always upsets me because if you do something on instagram usually we do a lot of things that are visually based so it's like a picture with usually an inspirational quote or some information and then for people to to check it out they kind of have to go to your bio and i always thought that was an odd step but i get it i understand that's 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 just the way it works so that's the way it works it's still a great great social media platform i think a lot of people will love it i think a lot of people just dig it i think it's, it's, it is definitely a young person's one and it's also very influential 
it's, it's, it's very big. Yeah, I think another great thing about it to mention are the stories that you can post that only last 24 hours. So let's say you don't think, I mean, not what you're, not that what you're posting isn't worthy of an actual post. However, let's say you think, you know what, I only, I don't want this on my page permanently, but you are able to keep it up for 24 hours and you can do a bunch of things with it. Add um, what we call GIFs and what what's the text oh, what's the well no because that's an acronym uh, a what's graphic it? graphic image format there we go so it and it's moving or you know there's tons of crazy stuff that you can do and i think that's another really cool feature uh gives you the ability to kind of like talk to your audience that day as well so you have that chance to actually connect with them and it's like this is me right now this is what i'm doing this very second and people get to watch that you know later on in their day or whatever it may be and i think a lot of people i know for myself i've, I've gotten into doing more of the stories i think it's very interesting i'm trying to lose weight so i've been putting up my uh successes on my gym like i'm like yeah because i don't want to be there forever 24 hours you see it you get it you consume it you move on mm -hmm. it's kind of like candy you know yeah. very quick very easy oh that was fun move on to something else mm -hmm. I, so, I know all the positive posts too are very big like hit on instagram as well like a lot of like positivity pushing like you can do it do you know your goals let's get goal oriented yeah. all that kind of stuff is super popular and i've noticed with my own page that i get quite a few views just from doing those kinds of posts yeah it, it very much instagram is really I think, about living your best life yeah. and it's and i think i think that's kind of a good thing because it's, i mean there's a lot of negativity in the world but on instagram you don't really see that instagram is very much of no we can we can all do this mm -hmm. we can all yeah. get on board so i think that's something important so now we've talked about all the social media platforms now you're wondering well, what do i do how do i get something together what do i how do i do this so mm -hmm. i call it the a b c d e of your marketing campaign. It's real simple. Action, begin, connections, detail, expand. First, action. Craft a plan. Doesn't have to be super complicated. Just think about what you want to do on your social media. What are you trying to accomplish? A lot of people are like, I'm trying to get a million followers. Take it easy. Take it easy. Slow it down a little bit. Maybe you want to just get 100 followers. Because once you figure out how to get 100 followers, then you get 200. Make reasonable goals. They don't have to be insane goals. They mean nice, simple goals that give you an understanding of how to use the actual social media platform correctly. B, begin. Everybody comes up with plans they don't do anything with. They put them in a drawer somewhere and be like, I'll get to it eventually. No, that's not, it's like dieting. You can't say I'm going to diet tomorrow because you know you're not going to diet tomorrow. You got to start today. Or similarly, within housing particularly the strategic plan that happens to sit on all of our, our shelves for years. years collecting dust. It's the same thing. It's put it into action. Begin. Or begin. 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 C, connection. Connect with your housing tenants, for example, for a more personal touch and a more personal level. Interacting with people is really the biggest important thing about social media. That's why it's, it's social. You know, it's in the name. You interacting with friends, you interacting with people you don't even know. Let's 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 do something fun. Like so, for example, if you like vanilla ice cream, I'm willing to bet you there's people out there who love vanilla ice cream, and you can reach out to them and connect because you have that in common. If you like, if you like fashion, like my buddy over here, I'm sure there's people out there that will talk to you about fashion. There are guys who talk about sneaker fashion, which I didn't I know I didn't know it was a big thing, but apparently it's a big thing. Yeah. So. For whatever that you like, love, or are interested in, there's somebody else who likes and loves it too. You just don't know about it yet. So make those connections. You make those connections, 
only good things happen. D, details. Now, while many of people in my office are quite detail-focused, I am not the most detail-focused person, but I also know that's one of my weaknesses. So understanding getting the details right will really help you out in the long run. And the more you can get the, the, the tiny little pieces of information connected and understand what it does and why it does work the way it does, that will help you out in the long run. These things are important. It, you know, like they always say, the devil's in the details. But yes, it's the small stuff that always messes you up. But if you plan it out, because you know you began it, you made the connections, get the details. And finally, E, expand. You've done everything you're supposed to do. Expand to getting keywords. Now, keywords are phrases in Google search algorithm to help you find out stuff. So if you ever go to a website, you always wonder, wow, how does this website, how do they know this website's about whatever? Let's say plumbing. How does it know about plumbing? Well, there are keywords that you use hidden that get people interested. So if you're gonna talk about plumbing, you're gonna talk about plumbing, water, pipes, plungers, uh, snakes, <laughs> accidents, toilets, all kinds of that stuff will be related. So that kind of stuff is the keywords that you use to get what that Google calls spiders. They go out and search the internet and scrub it for information. So a spider will come to your website and go, okay, okay, you're the Native Learning Center. So you're talking about Native American stuff. Okay, it's in the name. Oh, look at some of the, the text you've written. A lot of Native focused stuff. Okay, so they'll get that information. Those will become part of, your, part of your keywords. And then it'll just basically give you more people coming to your website. And in reference to housing specifically, how can housing be more effective with, you know, uh, these ABCD? Okay, so I'll, I'll use, so on and so forth. I will use the Native Learning Center since I know it so well. Uh, number one, A, craft a plan. What we did, for example, let's talk about our new website. Maybe mm -hmm. you don't know, we put together a new website. We got it from the ground up. This is one of our biggest pieces of social media that we do. And also we've talked about it online a little bit, but this is a great time to give you a little more behind the scenes in-depthness. So we crafted a plan on how we were gonna approach the actual development of it online. We're gonna put posts out, we're gonna refer people back to our website and have them come. Nothing different than what we've done before, but in the, we, we kind of pushed more, more posts in social media saying, come check our website, come check our website. So we refer to it as being our soft open. Mm -hmm. That got people like, oh, what's going on? Oh, I didn't know you changed your website. Because most people don't think about stuff like that. We had to because we made a new website. We want people to come. We want people to see all the new work we've done. So, hey, great opportunity. Uh, B, we actually did it. Uh, my boss said uh, initially we were like, yeah, we'll get this done sometime in 2019. Nah. No, my boss was like, no, we're going to have this done by this date because it's important. Like, okay, then I guess I better get started on doing this. <laughs> uh, C, Connections. I went and talked to everyone I worked with. I let them see the website we were developing, um, what they thought we could add, what other things could be added to it. That, once again, of course, translated to, okay, well, then how am I going to present it on this, this social media platform? How am I going to present it on that social media platform? So these all tie in together. Uh, details. We went over that website with a fine-tooth comb several times. And, of course, still mistakes popped up. When we found them, we fixed them. Problems popped up, you fix them. That's the best thing. And expanding, uh, the best way we did, we have a very large email list that we send to on a very regular basis about our events. Having them come check out our website, come check out our, which is one of our greatest pages. If you did not know, we have the greatest collection of grants opportunities out of anywhere in Indian country. I will put my personal reputation on that. Ours is amazing. You should come check it out if you haven't checked it out. We hit, It's updated 
virtually every day. So I don't like to brag about it, but I'm going to brag about it. All right. Okay. So that's a great example as to how, you know, your ABCDEs are applied to, you know, Indian housing. So that can give you guys an idea of how we did it here because we are also, you know, housing oriented. We're funded through um, HUD, Housing and Urban Development. We meet NAHASA objectives and so on and so forth. So take that and try and run with it. And like Lewis said, begin something. Begin something. Don't just, <laughs> begin just begin something. something. Just try it. Even if, and look, here's a little hint. Even if you mess up, you can try again. It's not going to, this isn't permanent. This is not your permanent record they keep talking about, especially on the internet. You can try a million times. You can try a million times, change it up. People won't even remember two seconds later. Yep, oh, made a mistake. No problem. Erase it. Make it better. That's the cool thing. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. You're going to make mistakes. It doesn't matter. Just make sure you get out there. You be your, your your honest self and your true self and just be you. That's all you got to do. Perfect. All right, Lewis. Well, do you have anything else to add for Indian Housing Goes Digital? So if you have any additional questions, please feel free to reach out to me at here at the Native Learning Center. It's Lewis Porter. That's L-O-U-I-S-P-O-R-T-E-R at semtribe.com. You can also find me at our lovely website at nativelearningcenter.com. Or you can check us out on Facebook, and you can check us out on Instagram, and you can check us out on Twitter, and on LinkedIn. Do you see where this is going? So yes, any of those places you can find me directly. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. I love talking about stuff like this. I know it bores <laughs> most of my coworkers, but hey, I live a boring life. What can I say? This is what I do best. No, don't sell yourself short, Lewis. This is interesting stuff. Social media is the new age, and I think it's important, especially for housing departments to kind of get with it and be on top of it so i think it's a, an important topic for sure well thank you crystal i do appreciate you spending my time talking to you about this thank you very much well guys i'm going to do a plug in for the native learning center just as lewis mentioned www.nativelearningcenter.com if you want to get a hold of anyone here in the office for that matter it is 954-985-2315 that is our phone number and my personal extension is 10701 lewis is 106 oh gosh see i never call myself so i just realized like, i don't even call myself 10691 that's, that's it that's lewis's yes. extension <laughs> so if you want to reach him directly you call the number and it will take you to our lovely office manager gaylene jacobs and she will direct you to one of us if you want to reach me specifically my email is going to be Crystal Cedino, so K-R-Y-S-T-A-L-C-E-D-E-N-O at semtribe.com, S-E-M, tribe, T-R-I-B-E.com. And I think that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, one thing I do want to mention really quickly, we have webinars based on the topic that we were discussing today. If it's no longer available on our website, which I believe it still is, you can contact us and we can make that readily available for you again. And you can actually download the PDF of that webinar, the, the presentation, the slide deck that was within uh, that room. And with that being said, I do also want to mention, same goes for any one of the webinars we've done over the past year. We keep them posted for 18 months. And again, if something's not there, we can make it ready for you. 
And we also provide training and technical assistance throughout Indian country. So let's say you needed training, anything related to Nahasdo, we can go ahead and get you trained on topics related to Nahasdo. So let's say you have training you're requesting. You're going to go ahead and email one of us. We're going to look at your request, review it, get it approved if possible, and then from there, uh, set up a subject matter expert to come out and train you guys. So it's free of charge to Native Americans and those who work with an Indian country. So if you guys need that technical assistance, please do not, you know, hesitate to reach out and ask us any questions that you guys might have. All right, I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for joining us at the Hobo Thing, a podcast on today's topic, Indian Housing Goes Digital. We hope to connect with you guys real soon. Bye. Bye.